Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Master Ben, and welcome to Wrestle Now, a podcast that gives you all information regarding professional wrestling and previews of Raw and SmackDown. My name is Master Ben Patrick, and this is the review of Monday Night Raw. The show opens with a recap of the events that led to the Biggie cashing in his money to buy a briefcase and becoming our new WWE World Champion. <laughs> I love doing that. Anyway, the new day make the entrance to the ring, united and strong. You deserve a chance. Come down for Biggie, and he says he wants to give thanks, thanking those who chanted "New Day rocks." And for giving those who chanted New Day Socks. I kind of, I'm pretty sure it was probably deserved if it happened back when New Day was a heel tag team. Probably, yeah. But he also states that he had to cut his promo short because well, the bloodline are coming. And yes, the bloodline comes in Roman Reigns, for him and the Usos. And it's time for the first match of the night. Blonde Lion versus The New Day. You guys should check out that match. Like, it was killer. It was good. It was not too long. It was great in all the right places. Although, it didn't make sense when later at the end of the match, Bobby Lashley attacked. He attacks Kofi Kingston first, then later goes for the Usos. Everybody attacks everybody. Biggie, I guess the only person he attack was Xavier Woods because Roman Reigns already laid out Xavier Woods with a spear, taking the win one, two, three. And then Bobby largely spears Roman Reigns. I feel the referee should have cancelled the match a long time ago. You know, call all the disqualification or something, cause that made a lot more sense. What you should see here, the attack, Bobby actually gave the spear to Biggie, breaking the timekeeper's barricade. <laughs> that was that was great. Anyway, Bobby actually walks backstage to the general manager's office and tells Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville that he's not done with Biggie yet. He complains a bit, saying that he's ready to take either Biggie or Roman Reigns any day, individually or together. So yeah, foreshadowing the Triple Threat main event. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that coming. Anyway, we cut to another segment. Matt Riddle rolls up on Randy Orton, telling him how he's synced up their headphones so that they can listen to the same Spotify playlist because it's worried about them being split up in the draft. I doubt WWE will do that this early into their being a tag team though. It seems it's a legitimate concern if they had been a team for years. Like what happened with the New Day team for years, they were split up. What happened with the Dolly Brothers and they were a team for years. The Dolly Boys I mean, sorry. Team for years and then they split up. Is a legit concern. It can happen. You never know. <laughs> anyway, he keeps talking. I've been wondering what the Randy Orton's animal spirit could be. 
Randy tells him to keep his focus on Omas Omas while he tries to his best to break AJ Styles ribs. Yes, Randy Orton has a match with AJ Styles later that night. Matt stands there for a bit and then Randy tells him that the headphones are pretty cool and actually thanks him. And then guess what looks like a flash headache when Riddle starts singing along to his entrance team. But before we get there, Eva Marie vs. Dutrop. Before the match will start, Eva gets on the mic and says that she's not shaming or negativity but look at her, look at Dewdrop. She's together and calls Dewdrop a mess and says girls like her referring to Dewdrop can beat e women like Eva. And then we get to the bell. Eva Marie runs away while she spends a good amount of the match running. It's pretty short. It's practically last week. It's on repeat. Honestly not sure what WWE is trying to do here. Like basically the same thing i can feel that same thing they were trying to they trying to do with shelton benjamin and cedric alexander when they nearly split them up i don't think they know what to do with dewdrop maybe even marie not so much but like, i think there's more confusion what to do with dewdrop because i feel dewdrop is the one they're really trying to push here so yeah short match i mean honestly you can feel free to miss it knock yourself out feel free to miss it it's on repeat if you want to see this match you can watch last week's match more or less the same thing close enough so yeah dojo wins by pinfall anyway biggie goes backstage with adam pierce and cm devils and they demands to get to bobby lashley and roman reigns tonight yeah yeah like totally foreshadowing it even more then RKO makes their entrance to sounds to break. Then Paul Heyman rolls up to Pierce and Deville, attacks them for entertaining Biggie and Lashley's entry entreaties to for three-way, but they tell him the match is official and he should just go tell Roman as well. The display of power, yes, showing who's boss. Okay, good, solid. <laughs> Anyway, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Pretty entertaining, bit long. I guess it just felt long. But yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Um, almost, of course, try to to distract, try to interfere in the match. But it didn't work out that well. Referee ejects almost. And almost before he leaves, gives Matt Riddle an uppercut. You think that, for a long time, I thought Cesaro was the only one allowed to do that move. <laughs> So yeah, and you should see that funny Spider-Man meme moment as Corey Grace calls it. <laughs> Where AJ Styles looked like he was about to do the uh, phenomenal form to uh, knock out Randy Orton. He ju he jumps, on, he gets on the rope, but then stops around Randy get, looks at him. Then they probably point at each other at the same time. It was a funny time, it was a funny part, but at the end, Randy Orton wins with a pinfall by an RKO. It was a pretty entertaining match, like he has little to know each other so well, and this isn't even their first match. They've had 
a few matches before and that still means starting from AJ Styles first year second year I mean in the WWE it's been good it's been good and we get a video for Nijax for the Nijax chain of Basil split a split many people has been have been begging for I mean I get that Shayna Baszler should have become Raw Smackdown women's champion by now but honestly I'm trying to imagine how the women's tag team division would be without them as a team as it wouldn't be so entertaining personally I think they brought all help to bring up the women's tag team division cause honestly I couldn't see better female heel tag team Anyway, it was a pretty short match. I mean, at first, um, you, I was going to think that I was going to win using power advantage or whatever. But then again, yeah, she lifts Shayna Baszler, but then Shayna slips out and talks about how easy it was. Yeah, Shayna with uh, yeah with uh, leg kicks, multiple leg kicks, like yeah. Ki- and the roundhouse that takes Naya out. Then the Karafuda clutch applied. Please tell me if I'm saying that right. <laughs> I have always struggled with that word. Jack stands up to block front kicks back into the sleeper. But like, yeah, it was overall a pretty short match. There was not much, not much happened. She makes Nia Jax to pass out yeah that's what happened then yeah after she she the wins she attacks with more kicks arms the face she takes it step off and wedges Jax's hand in the hand hold and storms the arm And then steps on her hand while Naya cries and begs. And then Blazer slumps her hand into the steel steps. She looked really tormented and sad. Like I don't think I don't think she really wants to do this. This clearly is not ending here. There is almost bound to rather bound to be more or less Vince changes his mind last minute. I feel like there'll be more here in this rivalry. Cause like she looked sad. I felt sorry for her. I really wonder who was the bad guy here. Who is the heel in this rivalry? <laughs> I guess yeah, both opponents could be heels, but wow, even when both opponents are heels, I mean, someone has to be the bad guy, but honestly, not sure. Not sure what I'm saying here. I don't know. I just felt bad for Shane. He was. Hell match it was pretty short, but yeah, what happened post match was clear was easily more important than what happened in the match. And American Ninja Warrior Jr. is on Peacock. Yeah, for those of you, I love American Ninja Warrior. I haven't seen I love American Ninja Warrior, so I'm kind of psyched for it. Hmm. And with Gaza and Carrillo get an in, get a promo where they talk about how new team is stronger than family. 
and the world is theirs. Well, they clearly have not been seeing what has happened with the Mysterios. Yeah, maybe they should start watching SmackDown. Anyway, Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo versus Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Pretty short match, it didn't last all that long. It was skill versus skill, speed versus speed. Practically, many of the high flyers all over Raw, like, they're among the best high flyers in Raw. And yeah, the match was good. I loved it. If you are a fan of high flying action, you have to see this match. Yeah, it really makes me wish they could have done that there and Cedric Alexander Ricochet stayed the tag team. I mean, if they were going to kick Cedric Alexander out of the Hurt business, I would prefer he and Ricochet stayed a tag team and he never had joined the Hurt business in the first place. I think that would have been better because they were a high flying team, super fly team. I wonder what they're going to do with two of them now. So yes, Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo win and beat Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Yeah, and Mustafa Ali was pinned again. <laughs> I guess they want to. They don't want to. I guess if Mansoor was pinned, was that would look too obvious? Then Mustafa Ali would have been like, be able to blame him, whatever. But like, yeah, Mustafa Ali is the usually gets pinned. He gets pinned last this week and last week. They're becoming a real quarantine here. Anyway, Natalia and some. Um, excuse me, sir. Not reading this right. Karen Cross gives a video package. And then Nikki ASH and Rhea Ripley make their entrance. But before they get into the ring for their women's tag team championship match against Natalia and Tamina. Talk about WWE's partnership with Connors Cure and dedicate the match to the kids who have pediatric cancer and get the crowd to do the V for victory. Then, yeah, for that, they are bound to win the title. They won the title. It'll be weird for to, for them to dedicate the match to kids with pediatric cancer. And not win the title, it would have been weird. God. So yeah, they won, and I'm pretty happy with that. Super brutality, because I'm going to call them super brutality, and I'm not going to call them by their individual names, because super brutality sounds shorter. Yes. The match was not all that long. It was as long as it needed to be. Entertaining here and there. I'm. It was, and they won. Yeah. Super Fatality won the women's tag team titles. I mean, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley were both Raw Women's Champion this year. And, and yeah, tag team champ. And now they're team and now they're Raw Tag Team Women's Tag Team Champions. It's good. It feels right. And yeah, we love the contrast in their characters. It's like the R.K. Brutin, I guess, though. Toby was right to do it, two of them, because personally, I'm feeling it. That was a great match. Then we get a recap of Alexa Bliss giving Charlotte, Flair, the Charlie doll, and the brother broke out. 
we go for a break back from commercial alexa's playground is set up in the ring and she welcomes us to it she says the friend that is coming to play with her is a doozy slowly fall in love with the word but near and dear to her heart she introduces charlotte flair She asked Charlotte to make herself comfortable on the rocking horse, but Charlotte says she rests and remind everyone that Bliss used to be a competitor. Alexa points out that she didn't bring Charlie, which is fine because she's right there behind the slide. First says she wants the old Alexa Bliss black. Good old five feet of fury. And I guess many of us are this. I mean, majority of people want the goddess back, but there's actually still a good amount of fans who are more who are like this current character of Alexa Bliss, but just feel like WWE should do more with it, should do better with it. I believe they can do better with it. Yeah, I believe. I don't think they should. They can't just kill all of this character. I mean, for that to happen, Alexa Bliss needs to be needs to be gone for like a year. <laughs> It won't be easy, so I think they should just try and make it better. Anyway, Charlotte says she can fool everyone here and at home, but she can't fool Charlotte. But all this is a pathetic attempt to hide how delicate and broken Bliss really is. She used to walk to the ring with the title in her arm. Now she walks to the ring with the doll in her arm. And how does it feel that the doll is more popular? <laughs> okay, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Shaya complains about going about as Bliss going from main event WrestleMania to playing about going about her going from main event WrestleMania to playing with dolls, but she's the real deal and has beaten everyone on the roster. Now she's going to beat a grown ass woman that dresses like a little kid. This is all a desperate cry for help, so she's going to make it her job to beat the sense back into Bliss. And it's up to her to decide whether she wants it tonight or at Extreme Rules. Alexa says Flair has lost more titles. Any other woman asks her, who is she even without the championship? Nobody knows because she doesn't know and she doesn't have a title to brag about. She doesn't have anything. Police says she doesn't need to play mind games with Charles exploring securities. She hammers the question of what she would do without a title. And that is a legitimate good question. Charles Flair is always in the title picture so... It feels like there's nothing for her to do with when she doesn't have a title in her hand. She has a few, very few non-title related rivalries. And she's always around the title picture. Like, I think once in a while she should get out of it. There are many, Roman, people like John Cena and Roman Reigns have had many beautiful, strong, great storylines that didn't involve a title. Undertaker, the Wyatt family, lots of guys without a title, without the title in the picture will have great storylines. Charlotte needs a title. And yeah, it's coming a bit repetitive. Liz says she gave out the dogs to pity gifts because she pities an even narcissistic, self-centered bitch like Sarah deserves happiness. Call mm. her crazy, but at least she knows who she is. Wow. <laughs> Okay, that kind of says a lot. Be who you are. <laughs> Charlotte marks the question and Pi faces her. Mr. Jumpser, 
Flair shows her off and takes her heels off before laying her out with a knee. Alexa writes her out with a slipper. Charlotte shows her off and picks Charlie up, tearing the doll apart as she walks away. But then Bliss wakes up, beats her down before hitting DDT and laying her out. Then we go backstage where Drake Maverick is briefing our truth Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak about his plan, Operation 24-7. His plan is to drop a net on Reggie and get a new champion. Using Gulak as the distraction, Tozawa is a ninja and Drew's job is to drop the net. Truth asks what the word would be cause Drake Maverick said when he says the word. And Maverick was like, no dog. I guess because Truth kept calling him dog. <laughs> and anyway, Drew tries to bring Reggie down, you know, because he's without a referee. And starts talking about traditional Chinese medicine, pressure points and all that. That is important thing you guys should know, like all kinds of medicine. Not just Western, Western, Eastern, all kinds of traditional medicine. All great stuff they were. And with the net drops and Gula gets caught in it while Reggie runs away. Gula is uh, says that he's talking to Sawa, hugs him and tells him it will be okay. A bit touching. Break my freak uh, talks to Truth about not dropping the net on time. Truth says he was waiting for him to say the word which is no dog <laughs> it, it's fun watching 24 7 i love what the 24 7 segments not always i love it mostly when it's outside but yeah i don't know a lot of people say they wish that WWE would take away title but i think it's a good idea that they keep the title like many so much comedy comedic potential surrounding the title and stuff like this and lord knows for we know without title they would have led to Zawa and maybe even our truth go a long time ago it's good that they it's good that kept that it's good and we next match Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus also a reminder that Miz is on Dancing with the Stars it was a good match a lot of unexpected things happened and Damien Priest was at commentary and yes, if Jeff Hardy wins this match, the United States title match at the Stream Rules will become a triple threat. So I guess now it's a triple threat because Jeff Hardy won the match. Yes, he <laughs> won it. Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. It was good in all the angles. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yes, that's what we need. And hopefully they make it a ladder match. That's where Jeff Hardy tends to shine and he really needs a push. Everybody's demanding for a Jeff Hardy push, including me. <laughs> anyway, post-match, Sheamus gets into it with Priest and they brawl at ringside. As referees come by to break them up. <laughs> yeah, welcome to try. And anyway, we go to break and we come back with the main event, which is Big E versus Bobby Lashley. Versus Roman Reigns triple threat match. It was awesome. If you love pure brutality, 
Then you should see the match. Yes, that it was awesome. It was great. You never know. You never know who'd win at many points in time. Then at the point when it looked like Biggie was about to pin Roman Reigns after hitting him with the big ending, Bobby came with a chair, kept hitting Biggie with his chair for like a few minutes. And then Roman Reigns hits Bobby Lashley with a spear for the win. He then slowly gets up to his feet and stands tall like it's I expected Roman Reigns to win, but like at many points I was like, huh, oh, Big E could actually win this, but Lashley could actually win this. But yeah, Roman Reigns was looking like the most likely thing to happen here. Anyway, that's how the show ends. We Roman Reigns standing tall. This role was ask anybody way better than usual. I guess maybe AEW scared them a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> they got the key demographics. I mean, last week, so who knows? But yeah, today's my today's role was great. It was awesome. Love practically every single many parts of it i mean i loved biggie's speech at the beginning it was great it warms my heart it really did and then the match between new day and bloodline loved every part of it i hated the fact that the referee didn't know what to do when Bob Lashley attacked he should call his qualification he should cancel the match altogether that would have made way more sense, but I guess Roman Reigns needs to win wherever he is. It sounds like that was the idea. I honestly don't know. Anyway, um, anyways. So yes, it was good. Then the little more between Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, giving us more about what the Archibald dynamic is about. Also, solid gold. Ujob and Eva Marie hated it 100% without a doubt. Hopefully, we never have to see this again. These two women should have like different rivalries i guess maybe one of them do drop who hopefully gets her old name nevin piper back gets um, a chance at the raw women's title after extreme rules i really hope that's what happens because her beating eva marie over and over again in very short matches and eva marie is not really all that entertaining to watch no offense to her but yeah, she's not really very entertaining to watch. Really hated it. Didn't like any moment of it. We could have gone done without watching it. AJ Styles ran the auto match was good. It shows that yeah, AJ Styles are almost are still in the title picture. I'm pretty sure they are. They are going to stay there for a long, 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 long time. Yes, I mean, let's not forget they won the tag team tournament match. Beautiful. No, sorry, it was the her business that won the match. They didn't win it, but like, <laughs> yeah. 
yet evidently still in the title picture. Let's not forget that. Although they may enter again since MVP is injured right now following last week's RKO. Adds who knows. Yeah, who knows? We never know. It was a great match, yeah. That was great. Like high props over there. Najax China Basler was moving. Oh god, it was painful. And Najax sold the stump from the stump to her hand on the steel steps. Well Lord, she deserves an Emmy for that. Wow. I mean, and the way Shayna Baszler is looking so conflicted, really want to know where those of you is going with this. I hope it doesn't end here. I want them to carry it on. This rivalry should last a little bit longer, at least. Definitely. Now, Angel Gaza and Aboto Carrillo versus Monster and Mustafa Ali. I loved it. I love high flyers. I am a big fan of high flyers. I hate the fact that they had to lose they had to beat mustafa ali and monsoor because they are a new also a new tag team it hasn't been it honestly haven't been that long they're still fresh and i'm just grateful that they are not facing extinction again that would have been a bit too repetitive like i wish WWE could do more tag team division i mean look at house party i mean Honestly, they are like the most popular tag team in the 24-7 roster because it doesn't seem to be going much beyond that and every once in a while kind of match. Kind of wish like they also have more and Monster Mustafa Ali, yeah, I wish they to win more matches because we love them and we love that, you know, big bro, little bro, dynamic between two of them. Wish we could get more with them. But yeah, Angel Gaza and Herberto, we... Love them. I mean, WWE probably doesn't know what much to do with them. And since they are kayfabe cousins, it can't make sense. And yeah, we all love to see more from them. Hopefully, they win more matches. Anyway, the match was yeah, real. It was very good, but yeah, I just wish uh, if the victims went more sore and. Um, Mustafa Ali, I would have been a little happier if it was Extinction. <laughs> then, yeah, Super Brutality versus Natalia and Tamina was heartwarming, it was encouraging, it was easy to see coming since they dedicated their match to children with pediatric cancer. It made sense that they win. <laughs> complete sense you can't you can't we're talking about come on they had to win but we love that they won either way because we love the dynamic between two of them it would be great yeah it was great yeah then alexa bliss versus charlotte in this verbal exchange <laughs> it wasn't a match yeah verbal exchange but if I loved, I loved it to an extent, mean all that completely. But yeah, to a really good extent, they were well doing well. As they both pointed out a lot of good facts. Shall I want him the goddess back, which a lot of people do? Me, I'm honestly not sure if I want the goddess back. 
part of me feels like this could lead to something big this female version of the theme thing could lead to something big i'm sure on that anyway and also Alexa Bliss pointing out that Charlotte is not without the title raises a lot of good points there they could both kind of pretty much pointed out each other's flaws and I think the mix like this are good for that yeah it's good it's good for it and I really we really don't know what to expect for their match at extreme rules I expect it to be a good match and something tells me probably won't end there I think it might go on stretching from past survivor series and if it's possible to have another women's match they are probably entering saudi arabia if it's possible to have another women's match there who knows the 24 7 segment loved it it was so damn it was so funny and like yes those guys deserve their own show <laughs> and i love it i'm a big fan of comedy and i love i love anything funny but yeah, and this was really WWE tends to suck at comedies, and yeah, 24/7 tied to them is not always um very comedic. Just you know, oh, I got a title, I got a title. This guy almost pinned me. He didn't pin me, so I can keep running. But yeah, they're being more and more creative with it. It's great, good. Then Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Good match. Love the post match brawl between Priest and Sheamus. And we all love that Jeff Hardy is getting another push. So, yes, one of the definitely big highlights of the night. Then the main event triple threat match. Oh, God, like, it's like, where is this going? Lord, my mind is, <laughs> you can't contain this. And the draft is so close, and Survivor Series is so close. Definitely, definitely have to see. Definitely have to see this. Anyway, this match overall was not bad. It was great. It was amazing. Like, what rating should I give it? A B minus. A B minus is good. Or a B. Yeah, a B. I think a good solid B. Yeah, it was great in all the right places. Like even the 24/7 uh, title, they're stepping up their game with that. Clearly, only a few things were off. Overall, overall, even Marie versus Do Drop. Yes, we should stop doing that. But overall, this this nice episode overall was great, and I'm looking forward to more. And that's it. There goes my review of Monday Night Raw, 20th September 2021. My name has been Master Ben Patrick, and yes, I have returned. Hopefully, I don't have to go anywhere anymore. But I am a student, so yeah, things can come up, things can pop up. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, I will try my best to be as consistent as possible. I am sorry for disappearing for so long and i want to thank you all who have been patient with me thank you and hopefully i stay for a long time anyways 
WrestleNow is available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, and hopefully even more. My name is Master Ben Patrick, and please have a nice day.